All right, so um, I've been recording for 15 minutes now. None of this is going in. Not any of it. All right, so um, three, two, one, three, two, one, three, two, one, three, two, one. The only one that's stopping me is me at this point, but I, I just, all right. Okay, three, two, one. Good evening. Welcome to the Final Fantasy Wiki Podcast.fandom.com. I'm your host, Blue Highwind, and joining me tonight is Technobliterator. Hello. And um, Some Color Mage. I was trying to remember which color mage you are, but I, I just can't remember. I'm sorry, Some Color Mage. <laughs> so, um, so I uh, don't know why that's so. <laughs> you don't, have you ever actually decided? Do you have theories? No. Okay. <laughs> you know, I think I might have a guess as to what color I am, and that color is blue. Mm. Yeah, we could have we could have guessed. Seems yeah. pretty likely. Yeah. Mm. All right. So uh, last month I said that we were doing Mobius Final Fantasy, and I decided I didn't actually want to watch any of that last month. So we're not doing Mobius Final Fantasy this month. Uh, we're saving that for an even more off month than we have now because Square Enix has given us a gift. And that gift is the Chosen One. And the Chosen One is, of course, the greatest video game series of all time. A series that is just way better than Final Fantasy in every single way. And that's Kingdom Hearts 4. Man, that's a weird way to pronounce Metal Gear Solid. Now, well, we're never going to get a Metal Gear Solid 6. So no, we're not. No. <laughs> that was serious. Uh, I'll, dead be, I'll be honest. I thought you were going to divert that into the tactics Ogre news. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a, that's other news, but that's not official, and we don't know what that's going to be yet. We know exactly what Kingdom Hearts Four is. Well, we know most of what Kingdom Hearts Four oh. is going to be. Frankly, you know what? Yeah. To be I mean, honest, do we ever know what Kingdom Hearts is going to be? Let's be real. Do we ever know that? <laughs> like that's that's. Yeah, we know what it is. It's light. They said that at the end of the first game. It's also <laughs> darkness, and it's also souls, and there's multiple of them. There's been at least like three across the series. It's whatever the writer wants it to be. Well, all right, like, so. Well, the thing is, the reveal of Kingdom Hearts 4 actually gave us very little information that I didn't already have. I realized this, like, later in the day, and I figured, you know what, I should save it for podcasts. But I'm like, alright, Sora's in Tokyo now. I knew he was in Tokyo. There's heart. Yeah, in Quadratum. It's, it's fake Shibuya, different than all the other fake Shibuyas. It's right. Quadratum. It's not the it's not the fake Shibuya that Nomura's other works in fake Shibuya, and it's very interesting that whenever Nomura wants to display this uh, you know purgatory land of the dead, he always decides it's Shibuya for some reason. Uh, but uh, anyway, it's like all right, what's the darkest, most unsettling place I can think of? Oh, it's just where I fucking live. I walk down these streets every day, and I feel like I'm dead. And now, that is the story I will tell. I, I don't. I, I. I'm not going to ascribe whatever deeper statement Nomura has to his work. No, no. I don't think it's anything to do with that at all. No, no. I no. think literally, what I think it is is literally just he's like, man, you know. So I couldn't make versus thirteen, but with Kingdom Hearts, I can do whatever I want, right? 
So let me bring in all the elements from Versus 13 that I was really excited for and put them in this Kingdom Hearts 4 game. Yeah, that's so, the thing. We we knew that before this trailer came out. I already knew he was right. doing that. We've had this discussion we on this podcast. Rex, yeah, we knew that from the Varum Rex stuff, right? So I think I think it's literally the reason why it's in the setting it's in is because, you know, it's because it's like the versus 13 element being brought in. Okay. Now, I think uh, part of it might also be the graphics team showing off, uh, you know, oh, how course, good yeah. we can make Tokyo. Yeah, considering that uh, within a day of the reveal, uh, people had already managed to dock Sora because <laughs> the place he's living in, that's a real building in Aoyama. Yeah, because on with they're using Unreal Engine 5, I believe, for this, right? Yes, uh, they the, are. That trailer was that trailer was in four. They're in the okay. process of uh, converting to five. Right, but they, right, but like you said, so they're using Unreal Engine 5 for the actual game, right? And Unreal yeah. Engine 5 is the one where they're all hyping up, like, man, we can make all these, like, you know, realistic settings. And they had that thing with, like, they had that whole Matrix mini episode that was all done in unreal engine 5 and it was like this mind-blowing thing and it was frankly the only good thing that came out of the matrix 4 oh right? what so... come on <laughs> matrix 4 was like 70 percent of a really good movie and 30 percent of a just not great movie but i i would give it an easy b minus okay fair enough I'll, i can accept that there's um, a lot of good ideas in that anyway no, I, I accept that did you anyway. play the Unreal Engine 5 demo for Matrix? Because I never actually no, did. No, but I watched the video of it. Okay. So, and the vid and yeah, I mean the graphics on that are legit, just incredible. So, um, so I I think yeah, that's definitely a component to it. Is the graphics team be like, oh man, we can have all these like you know we can show off this thing or whatever, and it wouldn't surprise me if they actually had a deal with Epic Games to say. All right, you can use our engine, and we'll give you this massive discount if you put this kind of thing in the game, and you do this to like show off just how good the engine is. So this is going to market our engine as much as it's going to market your game. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Well, Square Next well, is also, um. Well, come on, let me say it. Let me say it. I want to say it. Yeah, I want to say it. All right, yeah. Square Next is yeah, doing. Square Next is doing the new Tomb Raider in Unreal Engine Five because uh, Epic had. Like an Unreal Engine 5 uh, developer conference that for some reason was streamed. It was extremely boring. Uh, the only bit of news that was at all interesting is that Tomb Raider is going to be Unreal Engine 5, which is still Square Enix, despite as much as Square Enix seems to hate Tomb Raider and complain miserably every single time they release one of those games. Yeah, they don't like their Western developers that much. It's kind of sad. Yeah. Anyway, what were you saying, Subcolor Mage? Uh, well, Square Enix is one of uh, Epic's closest partners in Japan. Like mm. uh, the uh, one thing that uh, Square completely fucking itself over with its uh, own engines accomplished was that they were one of the first uh, of the big companies to just nearly completely wash their hands of all that shit and transition to an Unreal and Unity-based company. Mm. And the they basically started becoming the one, the, the company that was pushing Unreal Engine in Japan. So, yeah, while part of all this stuff with Epic is money getting passed around, 
they, they are actually they have managed to uh, uh, fuck themselves over into becoming really loyal to uh, to Epic and uh, Unreal. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, you you look at what they were accomplishing before they switched to Unreal Engine, which is the 2010s. It's basically the Final Fantasy 13 trilogy and 15 not yet released, delayed another three years. Then they switched to Unreal Engine. They've managed to have a pretty solid pipeline. Uh, you know, yeah, the Final Fantasy been- 7 remake is UE4. Uh, Final Fantasy 16, that's not switched, right? That's still UE4? I don't know what that is. Um, yeah, I'm I mean, not sure if it's Unreal at all. Yeah, they, they they have. I don't think they've actually said what they are. Uh, presumably, it is going to be one engine instead of the Frankenstein that is uh, Creative Business Units Three's other work, fourteen, uh, which is basically uh, the last remnants of Crystal Tools mixed with whatever else they could get their fucking hands on just to make the thing run. <laughs> um, I'm but, trying uh, to verify it. I think it's Unreal Engine 4 based on a Google search, but I want to find it okay. actually in a wiki page. Uh, why is it give us... Why is the Final Fantasy wiki not on this Google search? Why are we so low? Why does Google hate us? Well, what did, well, what did you search for? I searched Final Fantasy 16 engine. Well, that's why, because we don't have the engine, because we don't know what the engine is. All right, when I search Final Fantasy 16, we don't show up on the top page of Google either. Oh, that's a bit... Okay, I'll have to look into that. That's weird. All right, so Final Fantasy 16 FF Wiki is what I have to search in order to find us. All right. I will bet you five five gil that it's Unreal Engine 4. I just looked us up. Oh, it's probably Unreal, yeah. And Uh, we're above Wikipedia. We're only below the the site. What? Like... We don't have it on this page. Yeah. We are garbage. Google is a strange and mysterious beast. Now, I mean, our wiki page on Final Fantasy 16 does not say what engine it is. Oh, yeah, I I know that, because I don't think they've ever explicitly said anything. It's just guesswork at this point. I could have sworn that this was announced, that it was Unreal Engine no, we're 4. On, we're still on the front page for Google. Alright, whatever. Um, what's Final Fantasy fourteen run on? Um, well, they're basically just a mash of anything they could get their hands on. Because uh, 14.1.0, that was Crystal Tools. Uh, yes. As you might be able to tell from 13.2 and Lightning Returns, you cannot make an open world game on Crystal Tools. It just does not fucking work. So, um, no, it doesn't. So when, so when uh, A Realm Reborn was in development, while they did keep parts of 1.0's code base, particularly the net code, uh, they had to just throw out and get whatever they could to make it work. I don't even know if what they have could be charitably called an engine. Um, You definitely can't see any copyrights for anything really in there that's engine-like, except for the fact that the game's got Havoc physics for some reason. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Well, everything probably has uh, a bit of Havoc physics in it at this point. These days, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's... It's no longer, like, the top selling point, like, you know, the glorious days of Sonic 2006. 
Anyway, um, so we were talking about Kingdom Hearts 4, and we got diverted into engine talk. So Kingdom Hearts 3 runs on UE3, and I'd say that game looks quite good. Uh, Kingdom Hearts oh, I thought that game looks great. Like, I love the graphics of Kingdom Hearts 3. I don't understand. Like, I was seeing some people say, Oh, man, it looks so generic, and it looks like whatever. I'm like, motherfucker, it's a Disney game. And it looks like a Disney game. Yeah, it's yeah. like what some of the most like? accurate Disney uh, Disney conversion to video games I've ever seen. And like, yeah. a ton of that is the is the shader, which is doing one hell of a good job. And I assume that's part of what's making the trailer look so good. Like they've like because they haven't upgraded the uh, engines much yet. So what they're just doing is plugging in the uh, I guess something similar to the settings they had for the final boss of Remind, but tuned to, you know, look better. I don't think and, it looks like the same environment or anything, because uh, they've actually, you know, modders have been able to break out of the uh, final fan. The the final boss of Kingdom Hearts 3 Mind, you can break out of that environment and fly around the city if you break it out, and I right, don't think that's it's what's somewhat there. Different. Yeah. I. I it's somewhat different, although I assume they use this as a baseline, because why would you throw out stuff, you know, that you can use again? You know, you're asking Square Enix some questions there, and, you know, I, I don't know what the development actually is. This is clearly, like, I would say, honestly, as, as excited as I am for Kingdom Hearts 4, and I'm extremely excited, I didn't think this demo looked that spectacular. I mean, I didn't think this trailer looked all that spectacular. Part of it being that there is a kind of sheen of realism that's been put on things. So a lot of people have been commenting how weird Sora looks. And the fact that his feet are very tiny now. Well, Sora looks weird because Donald has magic that every time he goes into a world, he has to look like that world. So, Sora... Oh, that might not apply at this point because he's dead. I think it applies well, to Sora just automatically at this point though disappointingly it does not apply to the organization 13 people who i really hoped would turn into a toy when they went to a toy story world but just oh didn't. yeah they just looked normal or like yeah, they would I turn into a monster like so my take on kingdom hearts 4 is like you know i personally kind of hope it's like a soft reset it and is the reason for that okay good Right, the reason I say that is just because it's like, you know, how are you going to expect, like, you know, new people to come into this franchise and then they're like, oh, by the way, you have to do all this homework to understand what the fuck's going on. You know, oh. and that's, like, that's my only kind of take on that. Oh, no, but, no, 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 no. You still need to do all that homework. You still need to know the all the shit. No, 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 no. When I say soft reset, it's Kingdom Hearts 3 ended the Xehanort arc of Kingdom Hearts. Right. This is now the Lost right. Master arc of Kingdom Hearts. They they announced that at the beginning of the trailer. And uh, and I'd like, you know, I wouldn't mind, like, you know, I wouldn't mind if they do that. And it's still technically a, con a continuation from the previous one, but it doesn't have required knowledge for it. So, for instance, God of War, you know, God of War, the one on PS4, right? You know, it's a soft reset in the sense that, you know, it's like you don't need any required knowledge from the previous games. Like, you know, it's just, it's a new story about Kratos and his son and about them fighting a bunch of Viking gods, right? So, or Norse mythology, 
right? You know, and it does continue from the previous from the previous games. It even references them in the story. But it doesn't say, "Oh, you haven't played God of War one to three and the two PSP games." Yeah, fuck off. Like that's that's the problem I had with with uh, and the reason why I really loved how Kingdom Hearts three did it, and so a lot of people don't agree with me on this. Like I loved how like Kingdom Hearts three doesn't have none of that story until the very end. Because now I can enjoy the rest of the game, the parts I actually came for, you know, all the different Disney worlds and whatever. And even though the end of it is just, you know, a screen, of, like a stream of different cutscenes, I don't understand what the fuck is going on. Like I don't know any of these people. Like who the fuck is this motherfucker that just looks like the third clone of Sora? Like you know, I just, I personally enjoyed how. There's more than three they, clones they kept of Sora. That until the very end. Oh yeah, whatever. <laughs> but they kept that until like the very end, so it's out of my face when I'm just enjoying the Disney worlds and enjoying the fun ass gummy shit because I loved it. I loved it in three, you know. Like, but but you know, there's people that disagree with me on that. They're like, oh man, it's bad for pacing, and you know, and I'm just like, shut the fuck up. I don't care about like, <laughs> I don't Ew. care about that aspect of the of the Kingdom Hearts story, man. Like. I enjoyed the fuck out of Kingdom Hearts 3 because they did that. But anyway, that's, are, that's my thing on that. You are fouled mouth tonight, Techno Obliterator. It's just like. <laughs> well, anyway, I, I do have some bad news for you because the trailer features Sora waking up in an apartment. And who owns that apartment? It's none other than Strelitzia. Now, uh, Techno Obliterator, I'm sure as you've played all of Kingdom Hearts Union Cross, the uh, the no. mobile game, the Mobage, I, I think it's probably there's a slot machine attached. I have not played any of it, but I have watched well, the YouTube recap. The game's dead. Yeah, it is. It is shut down. Like, but um, like you can download the game, and it has all of the cutscenes, and I think it was like August or so that they're finally giving it one more update that actually you know includes that entire side story about master xehanort that they had updated for three chapters and then just kind of ignored what for yep. the rest of the game's run where uh oh in that speaking of god of war 4 in that version or that side story master xehanort wakes up in a slightly later era and a lot of people have norse names for some reason they're named after norse <laughs> gods I think there might actually be an Odin or something like that. Uh, there's a wizard guy that sure looks like he's Odin. But uh, anyway, uh, to explain who Strelitzia is, Strelitzia is the little sister of uh, uh, Marluxia. But Marluxia is somebody, which is back when he was well, called... I know who Marluxia is. Yeah, he's one of Organization 13. He's the graceful right. assassin. You know, um, yeah, I, I, I forget what his real name is. I, he's Marluxia to me. He Gloria. always will be... Lorium, whatever. Uh, so uh, his little sister got murdered by none other than Ventus, who is possessed by the living embodiment of darkness. Not not a person summoning darkness, but darkness itself that has taken on kind of a character in of itself and seems to possess and Ventus. Was probably turned into Venetus. Maybe. It's not sure. Who made. knows? Who's to say at this point? Uh, so, in the world of the dead, Sora is now living in her apartment. And also, it's very important we in should... Aoyama. Yes. It's very important we should point out that uh, Versus 13, which said that it was a fantasy based on reality, 
That was the original tagline, which went nowhere. Nobody knew what that meant, and it was never explained. Uh, so now this is the realm of fiction, which has been explained in the Kingdom Hearts Rhythm game that you should have played on the Switch. So if you haven't played that, you're already behind because there's key details of what's going on. Uh, Riku's going yeah, to save like, Sora, and Kairi is sitting on her ass in this game. She will not be in Kingdom Hearts 4 is my terrible fear. Yes, Techno. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, just, the, like, that's the... That, like, like I said, I mean, I've already done the rant about it, but, like, you know, that's just the one thing that I personally, like... You know, it's not even so much for me, look, because I know a lot of the history of it. I've gone ahead and read a lot of it. But, you know, if I'm trying to introduce it to, like, you know, someone who's like, Hey, man, you'll really love this series. It's called Kingdom Hearts. It's like a mix of Disney games and also an action RPG. It's super fun. And then they're like, great, where should I start? I was like, well, you have to start with the very first one. You have to have what play game. One, two, three, blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, man, that's just, a lot of people, it's just too much for them. But... With that said, I am very excited for this game. I think it looks really good. Um, you know, I like how the boss battle looks. Like, I think that look like, you know, it shows they're kind of... They're going to go for, like, some really big kind of, like, epic kind of set pieces. Which they started with uh, in Kingdom Hearts 3. They have those, the Titan fights. Oh, they have them in 2, oh, 2, oh, and uh, 1, frankly. Yeah, they, they do, that's right. They have actually... Yeah, explicitly confirmed. KH2 style reactions are back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, they like they didn't quite beat the. There's that one scene in Kingdom Hearts 2, which is like the most epic part of the game. It's like the 1,000 Heartless battle, and I think they tried to top that with three, but they couldn't quite. But where like, you fight you know, the giant it, snake of a million uh, shadows. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's that great. One. It, it was great. It wasn't quite as great as the Thousand Heartless Battles, but it was it was really good. And then you summon yeah. Ephemer, and then there's a the name of a whole bunch of player characters from Kingdom Hearts Union X. It keeps coming back. Mm -hmm. I will say, like, you know, uh, there's there's been some people who are like, oh, man, they didn't show any Disney World, so maybe this game doesn't involve Disney at all. I have Except that that. it was clearly Hades at the end of that trailer. It was right. very... <laughs> Clearly, Hades. That is his uh, Japanese voice actor speaking, and also just the general color change is very mm. obviously Hades. They're not gonna cut Disney out of this Disney-owned product. Yeah, they're not. Well, you will never, you will never escape the inclusion of Hercules in a Kingdom Hearts game. It happened once, <laughs> and it shall never happen again. Do Which one doesn't have Hercules? Do? Dream Drop Distance. Well, that one sucked. Don't worry. Yeah. Do you know what they're going to do? They're going to use this as their way of marketing Disney Plus or whatever. They're going to say, oh, you see all these films that you get to be in the world of? Yeah, now you can go watch all of them. Right? That's what they're going to do. They're not going to say, oh, there's no Disney in this Disney game. Like, you know, I mean, but anyway, like, yeah, so I'm excited for it. And a wish list for... Disney Worlds in this my wish well, list would be we have Moana. to we have to discuss a we have to discuss a thing with Disney okay. Worlds there is a rumor okay. have you heard the rumor there's a rumor that uh, will yes. 
There's a rumor that will either make your head explode or your stomach explode or your balls explode, depending on your political affiliation, I imagine. So, because that would hurt a lot. It would hurt a lot. I, I saw a Nicolas Cage movie where that happened to him, and it, it seemed painful. Anyway, um, anyway, move on quickly. So, in the Kingdom Hearts 4 trailer, there is a shot where you just see a river and some forest, and you're like, oh, that that's some Unreal Engine 4 nothing here to show us that you can make a, tr a forest area and then you see in the background there is a kind of metallic looking pylon possibly and people have taken that little chunk of metal that you see and they've compared it to the legs of an atst walker and the theory Ooh. now is that that is the forest moon of endor and it is star wars world coming to kingdom hearts Okay, that's an interesting choice. I mean, I would have gone with Hoth, personally, but, you know, that's an interesting choice. Yes. Like, well, if they did that, uh, you know, just, they'd probably be trying to uh, one-up the Pirates of the Caribbean worlds and have you travel between several Star Wars planets if they were doing that. Yeah, but, but what, um, the only thing with that is just, like, you know, if they're gonna go with Star Wars, I just don't understand why you'd start with Return of the Jedi. That's, that's a good a movie. Weird. Oh, it is a great movie. Like, yeah. nothing against it. It's just a weird one to start with, because it's like, where do you go from there? Like, you know, it's like, okay, how, like, in Kingdom Hearts 5, are we going to have to go all the way to the sequels? Like, you know, if you start with the end of the original trilogy, there's just a weird place to go from that chronologically. That's the only, that's, that's, a, like, how I'm thinking of it anyway, but. Do you know how you know, many Star what, Wars movies there are now? Well, I mean, there's nine mainline ones in the Skywalker saga, but yeah, there's there's a lot. So, you know, they could make a Rogue One movie, they could make a Solo movie, they could, like, you know, there's there's a lot of places they could go with it. But yeah, I mean, I just think Return of the Jedi is just an interesting choice to start with. That's that's the only thing I'm thinking of. Like, I, I got it. Were, I got it. All right. Techno, I, I figured it out. I'm sorry. I have to interrupt you. Because... Right. Return of the Jedi is the perfect place to start because there were two sequels okay. to Return of the Jedi in the mid-80s made for television. It was Ewok, the Ewok Adventure in 1984 and Ewok's The Battle for Endor in 1985, as well as a 2D animated series called Ewoks. So you can go and fully invest in Ewoks, and that's your Kingdom Hearts way through. Well, <laughs> okay. Interesting choice, but... You know, episode four has a sequel to it called Star Wars The Holiday Special. Yes! I love the holiday yeah, that, special. that's the perfect... Uh, <laughs> like, that's, that's the perfect place for Sora to show up. Children <laughs> today... We really like Christmas, Joel. Children today are clamoring for Art Carney. That is what Zoomers want. They want Art Carney. Well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I... Alright, uh, so you were saying, sorry, I had to interrupt you with the Ewok shit. That's fine. Um, yeah, I mean, I just think, like, if, if I were doing it personally, I think, like, Hoth would just make a lot of sense. You know, the only, like, so if they're not doing Hoth, then my instinct is to say that that would be too similar to a Frozen world, so they're doing Frozen 2 again. Well, why that not Tatooine? Because that's the most uh, well, Star Wars planet. Well, yeah, Tatooine is the most Star Wars planet you can do. Like, you know, 
um, like my my theory on why they wouldn't do Tatooine is because it's like oh well they don't have the tri- the trio together yet you know because they haven't met Princess Leia at that time they'd only just met Han Solo so I understand them going with like Return of the Jedi just because it's like okay well all three of them are on Endor you know the whole group is on Endor at one point right but half gives you the same thing so that's why it's just kind of confusing to me but yeah i mean you know i think it could be super interesting if that's what they're going for like if they're adding star wars i do think it would make a ton of sense but you know you have to square with the fact that you know kingdom hearts already has a shit ton of star wars references in it the whole light versus dark thing and I I swear to God the key. And that's just being stuff. anime. Yeah, the, oh, no, yeah, that yeah. is completely. Kingdom Hearts has actually surpassed Star Wars in terms of its Jedi and its Sith, and its yeah, lightsabers. Like, yeah, like although the, yeah, Zemnis does have some sweet lightsabers. So yeah, yeah. We knew that this kind of thing was an inevitability. Yeah, honestly, I would have thought that the Star Wars choice would have been Phantom Menace, not because it's the start of the series, not because it's good. But Saurus seems like the kind of guy who would get really into pod racing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is true. He is a 90s kid, so he would get into the, the N64 <laughs> pod racing game. Yeah, I mean, they might still just do, like, a whole... Oh, remember that rule where every film was followed chronologically after it? Yeah, we're just going to ignore that. Here's the next episode, like, next Kingdom Hearts 5 level, and we're going to set it all the way in episode 2 for some reason. They did skip Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest, and go straight to the world's end. They did, but yeah. they also, like, you know, like, I can't think of a time when they've actually, like, gone back in time chronologically uh... in, as far as Disney worlds go, but I might be uh, wrong about that. I mean, Kingdom technically Hearts there's a time... I was going to say, technically, there's Timeless River. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to oh, say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, what do you think? There's the Dream Worlds in Dream Drop Distance, where they might be able to fudge some stuff. They've gone back yeah, to... Yeah, there wasn't, like, explicit time travel there, but they implied that, yeah, you can basically fudge the sort of timeline by landing in your alternate versions of worlds and such, thanks to dreams and shit yeah it's all confusing i mean uh they've but, gone back to uh peter pan world enough times and there's never really been a sequel to that mm. so like uh i think if they do want to introduce star wars now then this is probably the time to do it just because of how much the technology has progressed you know okay so like a lot of like the big complaint everyone had about pirates of the caribbean in the ps2 one was like oh man it's such a like you know it's such a like it doesn't mesh well with the other levels and yeah it's pretty fair criticism but in kingdom hearts 3 the pirates of the caribbean level looked great Did. i thought that looked beautiful yeah best sora the- best looking sora and the fact that we've got even better technology than that now suggests to me like this would be the perfect time to have a Star Wars level, you know. Okay, I am yeah. going to say that I don't believe this is real because one, I have a diff. I refuse to believe in anything until I can see it. I just doubt. Also, point? yeah. Also, 
if there was Star Wars and Kingdom Hearts, I'm not sure how I actually can emotionally handle it, so I'm currently in a state of denial. That sure is a convincing ATST foot. Uh, the other reason being that there is a thing called Lucasfilm, which sure has diversified over the last few years, and there is not a single agreement with EA anymore. That might have been what was holding them back in the past. Thank they God. Have, they have multiple deals that. going with multiple companies, including certain terrible French companies that they should not have made a deal with, but what am I going to do? Anyway, um, <laughs> one of them's Ubisoft. The other one is the uh, Heavy Rain guys. Weird how they, weird how they just keep making deals with bad French companies. But that that's beside the point. Lucasfilm has a very specific vision of Star Wars, and they are very canon obsessed, and they are very controlling and weird about things. And you know there is Lego Star Wars, so they might be a bit flexible when it comes to more cartoony stuff. Oh, I and love Lego Star Wars, man! It's such a great game. Carry on. Just came out. Yeah, one of the most successful games of the year. I've not played it, but uh, apparently you can juggle younglings in it. Which is, yeah. yeah, you can you can just infinite children to cross gaps. It rules. Yeah, no, yeah. that's not. highly recommend it. Amazing yeah. game. Aside, but the fact that you have to deal with the heavenly fathers of Lucasfilm, who are separate than the heavenly fathers of Disney Animation and the Disney Movie Studios, there is still a separate branch, and they still need to sign off and all this shit. And then, if you want to bring in the MCU, you got to get Kevin Feige and all those brand managers, and there's just a big fucking bureaucracy you got to deal with. The fact that you still need to have that happen makes me somewhat doubtful that we're actually going to see Star Wars and Kingdom Hearts. Now, when it does happen, I will then have to decide how I'm ready to feel emotionally because. These last few years, I've been feeling less and less into Star Wars, especially with CG Luke and that book of Boba Fett show was just a pile of nothing. And it just, I, 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 I don't know, but there's also my inner child that loves Star Wars so much. And so much of what I love about Kingdom Hearts is that it did the Star Wars stuff, but did it better. And now I'm like, they're all together. Sora and Luke. They could be buddies. I don't, I don't know how I'm gonna. I, I think I know how I feel. My grin would just never die. It'd be like when Sora met Santa Claus. So counterpoint, right? I have two counterpoints. First counterpoint, Pixar. You know. So what you were saying about oh well, they have to deal with a different entity from Disney Animation. They already have to do that with Pixar, and they were able That's, to. Um... That, that is actually part of why I don't think this is happening just yet. Because, okay. yeah, while Pixar did eventually sign off into it and everything, almost all of the all, all of the logos and that by, and copyright notices and stuff, they got modified to specifically include Pixar. The only bits where Pixar is not explicitly mentioned is on the game logos itself, which still use the you still use the traditional uh, Disney picture of a Keyblade Square Enix set up at the top of all the logos. But Pixar appears in the op in the openings of 3 MLD of Memory because they have Pixar stuff in there. Basically, I think if, uh, if there were other parts of the company currently involved other than uh, whatever they called the current main studio, Walt Disney Animation or something. Yes. I think if that were the case, they would already have that in the copyright notices. Well, I think the other yeah. thing is that Pixar and Disney Animation are 
very closely aligned. Like, in effect, one of the Pixar people kind of took over Disney Animation 10 years ago. I don't think he's... I don't think he's around anymore. They seem like much more simpatico parts of the company. Like, I kind of envision them just basically working across the street from each other. I, I really... Honestly, I don't really know why they have a separate brand identity anymore because they both basically make the same kind of movies. Versus Lucasfilm, which is a very different kind of entity and still in some way has its independence, I guess. That brings me into my second point. My second counterpoint. Wreck-It Ralph 2. Right? Uh, I don't know if anyone's seen that. It's not nearly as good as the first. I was disappointed. I haven't, actually. Yeah, but Wreck-It Ralph 2, right, it brings both Star Wars and Marvel in, and Disney, and Pixar, right, and they're all in, you can all see them all on the same screen, and there's a whole scene about, like, you know, them bringing all the different Disney properties together, right, uh, so, there's a precedent for it. Yeah, but that's that's still in-house. This is Square and X, they're not part of the Disney umbrella as of the time of this recording, because we'll post this at the end of the month, for all I know, Disney will buy all of fucking Square Enix on me. Yeah, fair, fair point. But I yeah, do for... think it's possible just that uh, if, if it's going to happen, they clearly haven't signed off on it yet. Yeah. Mm, yeah. We'll see. So, so yeah, so I think it's possible. I know, as for how I feel about it, you know, like I said, the only th- I'm just confused why they'd go with the Return of the Jedi first, but you know, I'm here for it. As for if they wanted to include Marvel in it, so I know I'm probably the only MCU fan here, but I will say like, you know, I don't think they should do MCU. I would much rather they did like one of the animated Marvel properties. I think that would just mesh a lot better with Kingdom Hearts person. Like, oh. but I imagine they would end up doing the cinematic. They would end up doing the MCU instead just because it's more well-known at this point. So I imagine that's what they would end up doing. But I I feel like they have, you know, there's all these animated Marvel pro- uh, properties to explore that I think would be a better fit for Kingdom Hearts. But that's just me. It would be really cool if they went to... Oh, sorry. What are you saying? Some call made you go first. Sora will somehow end up in the. Sora will somehow end up in the world of uh, Square's terrible Marvel's Avengers game. Oh God. Or is there? Are there very good Guardians of the Galaxy game? <laughs> there, there is a very good Guardians of the Galaxy, which he yeah. could end up in now. That would be better. I, I was gonna say it would be really cool if Sora went to like a Marvel's comics world, and then it looked like uh, you know. It kind of had the aesthetic of Into the Spider-Verse, where they're kind of doing oh. the same kind of uh, oh, printing yes. things. And, like, the little yes, kind of dots you thing, see man. and the off-color bit, you know, like, when they do actual prints yeah. of comics. That would be oh, awesome. They absolutely oh, can do cool. that kind of stuff. The Winnie the Pooh level in 3-proof that the shader is capable of doing something like that. Yeah, but that didn't have Eeyore, so that doesn't even count to me. Yeah, like, that would be, like, what you're saying is, like, that would be so cool, but I imagine they'll probably just say, oh, you know, the Marvel world is New York, or it's Wakanda, and we're doing Avengers again, which is, like, okay, I'd get why they're doing that, but that would just be, like, the most boring interpretation of Marvel they could have done. That would be my take on it. Then that's the version they're going to do, because the MCU is extremely boring. Yeah. 
I mean, even as as someone who is a fan of the series, like, yeah, I mean, like, I think that's what they'll end up doing, and it would be, I'd understand it, so I wouldn't be too disappointed, but I think it would be a missed opportunity. Alright, so we should probably discuss, I think we've discussed enough Kingdom Hearts 4. Uh, we should, when's this coming out? There's no release date, and they're switching engines, and this trailer looked very, very vague, I guess I'd say. Um, so... I would estimate about three years. And the reason I estimate that is because, you know, the big release of this year, Final Fantasy 16, plus Forspoken. Big 16 is not year, coming out this year. 16 is not coming out this year? Okay. I don't well, believe that for a second. Okay, well, in that case, 16 will be the big release of next year, uh -huh. right? And then you'd have uh, the 7 remake, part 2. That will probably be the big release of maybe 2023, 4, question mark. And then they'd say, okay, now it's time for Kingdom Hearts 4. That would be my estimate, but I have no clue. Yeah, I, I think three years is a safe bet. Even with a new engine and a kind of faster production cycle is what they seem to have. They're in real no hurry, and, uh, you know... We still need to see Final Fantasy VII Remake Episode 2. That's kind of more pressing, isn't oh, it? Oh, I know. Man, yeah, I was yeah, this, uh, this won't be as much of a this won't be as much of a new engine delay as uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 was because uh, they're just uh, versioning up Unreal Engine. Going from Unreal 4 to Unreal 5 assets is completely trivial, but that's still going to take some time. So it is probably at least two years. Probably yeah. more. I was really confused why they decided to announce Kingdom Hearts 4 before they announced the next 7 remake part. I mean, that's a little interesting to me. Well, it's the 20th anniversary. Well, yeah. I mean, it makes a lot of logical sense from that perspective. But Final Fantasy 7 had its 20th anniversary. Oh, Five wait, years ago. 25th anniversary. Yeah. I'm sorry. It had its 25th. 25th anniversary and they didn't announce it then so. well that answers your question because we're going to see final fantasy 7 remake part 2 on final fantasy 7's 30th anniversary in the year 2027 oh jesus christ anyway no, okay. no. So, nope. so yeah so that's i think our take on it is we're kind of like excited but we have no idea when it's coming maybe i mean uh we haven't really... I mean, we have touched on how this is going to be versus 13 recap. I still yeah. have my dream of seeing Stella, the character mm. that was deleted between the versus 13 and Final Fantasy 15 recreation, for some reason replaced by Luna Freya, and I still have no idea why you would ever do that. There was this meme going around saying, like, you know, get your facts straight. Stella, not a Final Fantasy character. Katy Perry... Is a Final Fantasy character. I think I retweeted that. Right. It's brutal. Yeah, it's right. brutal, but you know what? We have to accept it's it. It's true, isn't it? Man. Yeah. Um, <coughs> sorry, excuse me. Um, at this 20th anniversary, there was other things announced, including Kingdom Hearts luggage for $600. Buy yourself a Jeez. luggage box. But there were also two other games. One is that Kingdom Hearts Dark Road conclusion, which will be... Probably the last we'll ever see out of the Union X, Union Cross platform, engine, whatever. Yeah, where... that is that is the final update for uh, 
Kingdom Hearts Union Cross Dark Road, I think well, is what the app's currently called. We'll get to find out how Xehanort became bald. I think yeah. it's, that's, that's what it is. Also, the other big thing, there's a brand new title, though I remember hearing it rumored last year as like uh, Square Next, Trademarks, etc. Kingdom Hearts um, Missing Link. This is a game yeah. set in Scalum Ad Kaya, the realm of the Keyblade wielders in one of... There, there's a lot. I, I can't go through all the errors of Kingdom Hearts, but... Anyway, this is a mobile game, and it looks like it has kind of a Pokemon Go sort of deal going on, where maybe where you go outside, it has some effect. I, I don't think they had many details about this thing. Uh, you could run on walls, and you can get into fights, and I think it looks like shit, so I, I'm not looking okay. forward to that one. I mean, it, it looks like... Well, it looks like it, they've improved their... Uh gacha trash gameplay over union cross but it's still very blatantly gacha trash well why would i want to play kingdom hearts on my phone that just sounds like not fun like i know the phone can do it i just hate playing video games on my phone and also it's going to be a slot machine connected to a video game or it's going to be a video game that's pretending to be a game when really is a slot machine which means i don't want anything to do with it i'll just watch the recaps on youtube uh, there's very good channels that will help you out with that sort of thing. Don't actually play that game. Try to make Square Enix release real Kingdom Hearts games, not slot machines. Anyway. Um, yeah, yeah, clearly the uh, most interesting uh, interesting reveal of that <coughs> from Kingdom Hearts 4, uh, that wasn't Kingdom Hearts 4, uh, was uh, that uh, Nomura snuck a message into uh, like one of his anniversary message. Oh, yeah, I forgot this. And it took people nearly a week to decode. Because, like, yeah, like, there was an X just in the, just hanging around between paragraphs in this message. And, like, if you drew an X on the message in the right place, it, uh, it revealed that uh, this secret message that said that you know, the guy who was doing the, the narration in the Missing Links in Kingdom Hearts 4's trailers was the dude who shows up at the end of Union Cross wearing a hat on top of his hood. That's a guy named Sigurd. As I mentioned, there's a lot of Norse stuff going on. Um, Nomura apparently just saw The Northman starring Alexander Skarsgård in theaters now. Uh, great movie. You should go check it out. Uh, so he's filled... Yeah, I, I don't remember who Sigurd is, to be honest. Like, I, I didn't remember that. Um, but apparently he's the guy that's narrating at some point. There's that. Um, wasn't there Kingdom Hearts at Coachella? Yeah, yeah, yeah. there was. That's right. They they had, Utada uh, was at Coachella and she sang the song? That's right, yeah. All right. Best Coachella since they had the Tupac hologram. But yeah, I, yeah, I mean, Danny Elfman, holy shit. That dude looked great. And he's like, he's like as old as my grandma. He looked like the bouncer. That's how young he looked. Ooh. Damn. Yeah. So, you should look up. You should look at these pictures of Danny Elfman shirtless at Coachella because it is unbelievable. Anyway, um, and he was shirtless. Yes, he was shirtless. Yeah. Um. So we so are a Final Fantasy movie. Wiki podcast. Yes. I and was we've. Just about to say that. 
We've spoken for roughly an hour now about things that are not Final Fantasy and only tangentially related. Though, at this point, the closer we get to Versus 13 and Kingdom Hearts 4 being simpatico, the harder I might be able to fight to get Kingdom Hearts thrown into our wiki. We'll see. We'll have this discussion, and I'm going to lose this fight. But um, (laughs) the other really big and important news of this week or this month is that uh, Final Fantasy XIV 6.1 was announced or actually came out. It's it's already out. Um, Okay. So uh, Final Fantasy XIV version 6.1, New Found Adventure. As promised, this is the start of the new story arc. I am not going to recap the entire thing. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Uh, but basically, they're hinting uh, very much uh, directly uh, that uh, the story is going to go towards uh, finding a way into and exploring the void and uh, looking for the uh, last of uh, Midgard Solomon's children who have entered the plot because she disappeared a se- millennia ago. It got swallowed by the void. Maybe she's still alive because the void's fucking weird. We're gonna probably go look for her, and yeah. So oh, wait, I know where I know where something. she is. Some kind of mage. I know where she is. Where Shibuya. <laughs> it all okay, comes yeah, back there. Yes, yes, sure. Seven seven point five. We're going to Shibuya. Yeah, um, it all goes back there. Near <laughs> went there. Chrono Cross <laughs> went there. Kingdom Hearts went there. It all goes back to Shibuya. But anyway, that's not what's the really fun about 6.1 uh, because the game has managed to uh, shoot itself in several new and exciting ways over the past couple of weeks. Um, so first of all, because I'll, I'll do the one that's just funny first. So they added this thing called uh, Adventure Plates and basically they're updated versions of uh, player search info and they have custom portraits. Oh, I've seen this. Uh, you might be able to, you might be able to guess what has happened with the custom portraits, uh, because uh, it turns out with uh, with good knowledge of how to crop things, you can make things look very, very horny. Well, it's just all butt pictures, isn't it? Yeah, there's all butt pictures. Uh, there is the one uh, really impressive one where the guy managed to. Uh, to crop things exactly while wielding his weapon to make it look like he's jacking off. Ah, that, that's charming. That's Wholesome. a really good one. Um, and eventually, uh, the game's uh, GMs started cracking down on this. They're explicitly saying, well, this game is rated for for over 16 in most of the planet, 12 plus in Germany, Australia, and New Zealand. You, you cannot do... do sexy poses all over the place where everyone can see them we are going to delete those if you keep doing them yeah Uh, and i was actually surprised about the 12 plus rating in australia and it turns out they're right it's pg in australia for some reason i have no idea how the fuck they managed to get that well that's more (laughs) pg 13 if it's 12 plus but still you know uh, well, technically, uh, in Australia, PG is more 8+. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, um, I, I would say that, you know, possibly 12-year-olds can handle butts, but I will also say that these are player character butts, 
So you're kind of adding a really weird dimension in the sociality of the game. So, yeah, probably shouldn't have people just showing off their butts. There's well, enough horny also, happening well, in that game already. Also, yeah, they care less about the 2B pants because, you know, they added that to the game. They know exactly what they're doing. And more about the fact that people were cropping themselves to make it look like they were giving blowjobs and such. So, they have Mel Vieira. Like, how... It's extremely <laughs> horny. <laughs> yeah. So that's the, the first thing that has gone so wrong. The other thing, housing. Yep. So I think uh, a lot of people know about this. Uh, so patch 6.1 added the new housing district in, uh, in Ishgard. And at the same time, they changed how the purchasing system works because everyone hated the purchasing system. So now it is... Uh, you have to offer the money for uh, the place up front and after a few days it picks a random person who paid they get to have the house everyone else gets a refund Sim simple enough right yep so first thing that goes wrong or at least goes wrong in the eyes of americans anyway is that when when they said and added the ward uh, they decided uh three quarters of the housing uh, can only be bought by free companies guilds the, the other quarter is for for individuals but of course american uh, the international audience hated that because they really hate free companies for some reason uh americans don't, don't care for why. unionization we're, we're yeah. getting better on that but we don't care for unionization mm -hmm. so anyway f five days passed uh, everyone's placing their bids it went fine and then the lotteries were rolled and all the ro all the rolls they they completed successfully uh but was that you yeah, rolling the, the dice just now <laughs> did you <laughs> you rolled dice to <laughs> add some versimilitude <laughs> to the podcast <laughs> but uh, but the server that did the rolls uh did not communicate the entire results to the rest of the game it failed to to tell uh, tell what all the winners of all the houses were. So if the house didn't get a result communicated to it, uh, it could fail in a number of spectacular ways. Uh, it could say that the uh, winner was entrant number zero. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, it could just decide that actually nobody bid on this house in the first place. So not only is there no winner, nobody who entered is allowed to get their money back. Great. Ooh, Wait, are you uh, paying real? By the way, are you paying real money for these houses? No, no, no not, okay, not but you're real. playing in-game currency, oh, which, well, it's can you can in, you translate in, real money into in-game currency? It's illegal. To no, this isn't this isn't no. World of Warcraft. You cannot trade real money for in-game money. But okay. it goes oh, up to uh, housing uh, costs go up to like fifty million gil. Okay. I thought that um, was illegal. Like you just straight up couldn't do it. But well, uh, well, in fourteen, yeah, in World of Warcraft, they added a way to do that a few years ago. Oh, jeez! All right, all right. Like, like, oh yeah, like this is the gold farmer controversy. The Chinese gold farmer, infamous figure from fifteen years ago of pretty racist hatred of online communities in the West. Anyway, that yeah, that's a I'm, whole other. I'm that's a whole other. Let's not get into that. Yeah, yeah. Right let's now. go from that. 
so so of course everything uh, erupted into chaos because a majority of these houses just weren't fucking working and and nobody could actually claim the houses that they're supposed to have won and whatever and like they're still trying to fix the problem uh today this is the 25th of april that we're recording on uh they've finally figured out what the issue is uh they're currently testing a fix um although tomorrow uh which is the next patch day for 6.11 uh they still don't have the fix done yet so what they're doing tomorrow is that they're just disabling the purchasing system entirely so if you have one and haven't bothered ch checking because of all this chaos uh you will not be able to actually confirm that you've bought the house until the system is fixed okay uh, the entire thing is just one constant shit show uh, which I get to point and laugh at people because I won the house that my FC bid on. Oh, you have a house. <laughs> yeah. Is it? Yeah. Oh, you are a landowner. Yeah. Hmm? What was that, Tegna? Is it the same FC I used to be in, like, way back no, in the day? No, I, uh, no, I moved to uh, Materia, the Australian servers. Oh, okay. All right, well, how's your um, house? Describe it for us. Big. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, is it a Mick Mansion? I mean, we haven't we haven't done much with it yet, but we got uh, one of the slots that was uh, by the uh, by the hot spring in the Ishgard housing district, which was pretty easy to get on the Australian servers because, frankly, we got more houses than people could conceivably buy on yeah. the Australian servers. Are you the guy <laughs> that owns ninety five houses right now and people hate? No. Okay. No. Uh. I mean, it is possible to buy up an entire ward of housing if you know what you're doing, but um, I do could not afford enough accounts to do that. Okay, Sun Color Mage, I have another question for you since you own a house now. My lease yeah. is up in the middle of August, and I don't know what horrible thing my landlord's going to do to me with the housing bubble happening around here. I could end up with, like, a rent that's maybe 30% as high as it is right now is my terrible fear. Can I live in your Final Fantasy XIV house? You can try. Okay. So, w w while I bring in real-world housing, what I find incredible about this story is the fact that this is a video game, and all these houses are completely imaginary, and it is running... It's not running on nothing, because there is digital you know energy going in and producing these houses so that it's not technically infinite we've not completely defeated scarcity however the level of scarcity that they have artificially created for this is simply remarkable and it it's impressive just how well they've managed to in without even attempting to recreate all the problems of housing in the real world Including the fact that it seems like they need much more, you know, higher density home building. Mm. They gotta change yeah. the fucking zoning laws in Final Fantasy XIV. You gotta go and start talking to your city council and start making some serious changes. Uh, I, for all I know, there's redwalling going on. Redlining, I mean. Fucking Christ. This is awful. I hate everything. I hate yeah, everything they, about this story. <laughs> yeah, they have tried to fix it multiple times. There just doesn't seem to be any fix that works with the with the housing system that they created. 
because obviously uh, the reason they uh, they did it in the first place was just to sa save on storage space. If they uh, if they had unlimited housing, then every single account and character needs more save data for their housing information, shit like that, mm -hmm. which they already have enough problems with just the stuff yes, that's yes. saving the stuff that's immediately on your character. Mm -hmm. um, and like you can tell why they did it but also it clearly does not work what if apartment buildings they have those with affordable uh, rent some of them have managed to fill up on the larger servers wow alright what if um Actually, I have no ideas beyond that. Just build really big apartment buildings. That's my only solution to housing crisis. Uh, what if uh, public transportation? What if well, I, what if a global I... revolution against capitalism? What if we did that? Do you think well, that would solve the housing they, prices? That one might work. Okay. That, that one might work. Okay. So. Day 14 has public transportation. It's just the eighth of the thingies. Right, the, yeah. the thing that lets you walk, it already has that. Huh? All right, so we they don't have that problem going for it, but they do have the problem of housing, which is interesting considering that Facebook is investing so heavily in trying to recreate the real world and assuming they're going to build this glorious fantasy where everyone could have everything they could possibly have in VR. Except, you know, there's a housing crisis in Final Fantasy 14 right now without VR any of the bullshit bells and whistles and fucking nft shit which oh my god wait until square next nft houses final fantasy 14 there's your nightmare scenario oh jesus imagine I mean, imagine okay. it's not even that far out of the realm of possibility it's not no that's but, the thing thankfully while matsuda cannot shut the fuck up about nfts in games uh, Yoshida has already ruled that out for Final Fantasy XIV. I guess the one positive is that Final Fantasy XIV is now running on, like, 10-year-old code. And it seems like that game just barely works anymore. It is like... It is like, you know... Final Fantasy XIV actually is. You know in my walkthroughs, the, uh, the boss battle templates? <laughs> yeah. If you actually look at that horrible spaghetti code that I repurposed for like six different directions, and nobody after I left the wiki trying to recreate that code was ever able to do it properly. <laughs> it was just always a disaster every time. That's what Final Fantasy fourteen is. <laughs> that is definitely uh, an accurate uh, accurate representation. Yeah. Uh, like... I it, it is amazing how how 14 uh, several of 14's bugs uh, appears to be because it just tries to move too much data at once like a lot of this inventory and per character stuff the problem is they already save so often like it saves every few seconds that they just cannot fit any more save data in there they've got to they've got piece off things into things that can be accessed and saved whenever the player just directly wants to access them and it's just a continuing mess yep. and like it's amazing that the game works as well as it, did, as it does uh, although 6.1 has been very amazing for, for bugs 
there, there is one nasty one that makes it effectively impossible for two bards to be in the same party, which is allegedly one of the bugs that they're fixing tomorrow. Wait, two what in the same <laughs> um, party? Bards. Oh, bards, bards. Sorry, your accent. Yeah. I, I, I thought you said two buds, and I'm like, I can't be in a party <laughs> with my buddies. That sucks. Anyway, because like the bard, uh, the bard uh, move set. Uh, you basically cycle through several uh, several songs which give various buffs and also change how you play a little bit and in 6.1 they changed the, one of those songs uh, so that the so that the button you press for it uh, turns into the button for an attack that you can only use while playing that song uh -huh. except instead of checking if the if the if the player is playing that song it checked if any if any bard in the party is playing that song mm. so so if there are multiple bards uh, the second one of them presses that bar, uh, presses that song the other one gets locked out of it you know and I, it just completely breaks how they play you know from my wiki editing days i know exactly what they did wrong they forgot to put a slash div <laughs> You gotta make sure exactly. all your divs end with a slash div. It's very important in HTML and media wiki, yep. frankly. Uh, so uh, we have six point one came out. Um, have, do they have a roadmap on six point two and if there's gonna be a six point three? Normally about two. Oh, oh yeah, they've uh, already got the uh, whole thing at least partially mapped out, but they have included plans of what they want to include. Uh, at the bare minimum for everything up to 6.5 which would be the end of Endwalker um, okay. and uh, there's things including uh, an overall graphical update uh, they're expanding the the, the, uh, dun the uh, single player dungeon stuff uh, which was introduced in Shadowbringers they're bringing that to the entirety of the main story, they've already included that up to the uh, fight against the ultimate weapon in a realm reborn and okay. just going to add more and more of that every patch until they've filled up uh and uh let's see what is in tomorrow is there anything tomorrow other than minor fix oh i think I tomorrow might be the patch that they're introducing uh the next ultimate difficulty fight which uh is basically the uh and an entire story arc crammed into a 15 minute fight uh, no. that is also designed just to fuck with the players as hard as possible okay <laughs> so uh, the next ultimate fight is uh, based on just the story of heaven's ward um i think we've got everything they've revealed detailed out on the on the wiki page for Endwalker. Because there is a lot of it, uh, they're still going for a ma they're going for a major patch every uh, every four months now. So next uh, so next big one will be in August, I guess. So uh, Final Fantasy fourteen seven point we should expect in like twenty twenty four then. It's either twenty three or twenty four. Yeah. So late twenty three, early twenty four. I'm guessing probably 2024 is the gap between uh, the fifth, the the final 
patch of an expansion and the next expansion is generally larger than the gap between patches and like and walker came out early december so so um, uh so, so do we have um do we have any other final fantasy 14 check-ins or should we go to the news just go to the rest of the news i don't think there's much else oh oh we forgot the most important thing with final fantasy 14 the most important thing uh Uh you can can eat eggs now there's an egg eating emote the egg emote yes it's great the the easter event added the ability to eat eggs which goes goes alongside the other previously most important emote uh, eat pizza the guy in the little picture on the FF Wiki tweet about it, I guess it's like an icon you select. He's so happy eating yeah. this egg. He, he he is just having the time of his life eating this egg. Yeah. So anyway, um, news. News. That's our new news thing, by the way. Uh, so anyway. Very, very nice. Yep. So um, first thing. Babylon's Fall, as of April 17th, is when this news report was posted. Game Rant reported that Babylon's Fall had less than 10 concurrent players at some point last week. <laughs> so that is our check-in on Babylon's Fall. We will um, we will continue to update you on this story as it develops. Well, I wonder how long that game's going to last at this point. What a mess of a game. What a fucking mess. Uh... Anyway, no, I can't believe a collaboration with Nier Automata couldn't save it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Final Fantasy Fifteen. Remember that game? Well, yeah, uh, it was a game. The world of Ignis has not ended just yet, which I thought was—I thought they lived in Eos, didn't they? In Final the Fantasy Fifteen, Ignis. I don't know. That's the Twitter account yeah, that isn't posted. Isn't Ignis one of the characters? Ignis yeah. is one of the characters. What the fuck? Yeah, Maybe he's that's the fucking nerd. Maybe that's just whoever because Twitter why? account I'm reading this for, because um, <laughs> there's a new Final Fantasy 15 game. It's called Final Fantasy 15 War for Eos. Eos, whatever. Eos, right? That sounds okay. right. Yeah, it's developed by Machine Zone, the guys that made that Final Fantasy 15 uh, New Empire thing. Which is just like, which is just Ebony, except Final Fantasy XV, which remarkably, I think, still exists, even though nobody plays Ebony anymore. I I can't imagine who's still doing that. But uh, this is going to be a, quote, strategy game where you create your empire, which is inexplicable to me because that's not what Final Fantasy XV is about, even remotely. So uh, that has released in uh, certain Southeast Asian territories. Uh, that's going to be a mobile game. I don't know if that's ever coming out worldwide. Um, this is probably the last time I'm ever going to talk about this game. We're never going to touch it. Next thing. There is a Grand Saga crossover with Final Fantasy XV. Are you fans of Grand Saga? Never well, heard of it. Neither have I. It's a Korean MMO. Seems um, fairly unsuccessful is the other thing. From just, I was just looking around on like Reddit talk like what the hell is this thing no one seems to like this thing so i don't know maybe final fantasy 15 is just what it needs beloved game final fantasy 15 crossing over with beloved game grand saga all right my note for kingdom hearts 4 is sora showed feet so we can move past that note 
Uh, <laughs> I already have the talk about the Final Fantasy XIV lottery. We've gone over that. Uh, oh, this is something big. Tactics Ogre Reborn has been trademarked in Japan. This was on April 7th. Now, nothing was announced about this. Square Enix trademarks a lot of things, not all of which become video games. For example, Chrono Break, that never happened. Uh, but I believe a Tactics Ogre game was rumored in that NVIDIA leak from last year. Yeah, and that's a, that somehow just keeps becoming more and more accurate. Like, it does. Um, yeah, like, I thought it was just like a shock when it leaked is just a shotgun approach of whatever data they had, but it is looking like there actually is something behind that leak. Yeah, I was the one that said, oh, none of this is going to actually happen, and um, egg is on my face because there's a Chrono Cross, like, reboot. Not reboot, but remaster out right now. So, yeah. uh, you know, anything's possible in this world, including Tactics Ogre Reborn, which I hope is a port of Let Us Cling Together, the PSP game. Right. For all I know, it's going to be Final Fantasy Tactics S. Remember that thing? Uh, vaguely. Vaguely remember that thing. Yeah, that was a yeah. mobile game. It was a piece of shit. No one played it. Yeah. If you played it, yeah. if you played it, just pretend that you didn't play it. I, no one's going to care if you played I it mean, or not. I don't think that's, uh, that managed to leave Japan before it got shut down, so... Uh... Probably nobody listening here has played it. I don't know, but yeah, don't play it, even if you can. Let's pretend that Final Fantasy Tactics S never happened, and that Tactics Ogre Reborn is either a port of that game or a whole new sequel with, uh, you know, Yezmat leading the charge. That's what I want. Because I still have $20 in a Kickstarter campaign for a game called Aung Sun's Story which supposedly had Matsuna working on it. <laughs> and I still get emails from those fucking people like 10 years later with their latest updates. And the game cannot look more like a piece of shit. But, uh, yeah. Well, at this point, you know what? Tactics gamers, we are eating. We have triangle strategy. We're getting that deal field thing. It's good times. Hopefully, we can get a tactics over game again. And this... I really wasn't... want to play triangle strategy. You should play Triangle Strategy. It's a great game. There's salt in yeah, it. Yeah, I will. I will after I finish Lego Star Wars and then Horizon Forbidden West. Yeah. I should probably I play Elden Ring. I currently got Triangle Strategy on, the, on even further back burner than I had it before because I have failed to follow my own advice regarding preparing for Xenoblade 3 and have started playing the first game again. <laughs> Um, you're not going to finish! There's no way you're going to finish in time. That game comes out in July. It's 120 hours long. Or something. Even if you mainline it, it's going to be... It's like 80 hours. And you got to play Xenoblade 2. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe miracles can happen. And instead of still being stuck on Xenoblade 1 for three months, by that time, uh, I will be in Xenoblade 2 throwing away... Uh, hundreds of thousands of core crystals on trying to roll Cosmos. Cosmos. Oh, Cosmos from uh, Xeno Saga. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever seen the Xeno Saga anime? It's not good. Uh, no. Cosmos is in it. <laughs> That's all I can tell you about it. It's called I Eidolon I, if memory serves. 
and it was it was not good. Um, I I've wandered way off topic, and I'm the host of this thing. I should be the one stopping me from Ugh. doing these random digressions into animes I watched in 2006. <laughs> but I can't help myself. Uh, our last bit of news is something that was announced this morning, which is just wild to me. All right, so Square Enix has a lot of toys that they sell. I have a Sephiroth doll on my desk at work. He's very cute. I think it's Sephiroth from uh, Theater Rhythm. That's what he looks like. You know that style? I've never, oh. had, any of their, like, like, I've never had any of their like figures or whatever, but I've always wanted to like have one as like a desk decoration. Like That would be cool. I have a Sora and a Riku Nendoroid right in front of my TV. I need to get the Kyrie one, but she's like, she's like $120 now. I don't know. The price yeah, just keeps say, going up. Riku, right? That's not like the Final Fantasy X Riku. No, totally I, don't, I don't. I don't even like Final Fantasy X Riku. I never use her because she's. A, really? Yeah, I I find her kind of oh, grating. Man, that's so sad. She's like my second favorite character from like anyway. Karen. She is female Titus, and I don't like Titus at all. Anyway. Um, no. I, I... I don't know that I agree with that, but anyway, carry on. Okay, so this is a Square Enix Masterline 1-6 scale. It is Terra, blonde Terra, on top of a Magitek armor. And Magitek armor are like 25 feet tall, so I have... This thing could be enormous. This thing could be like 3 feet. Wait, what? What? One six scale? One six scale. Oh, That's what this shit. says on this tweet, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how big this thing is. There's a picture of him. <laughs> There's a picture of a mono next to it. Yeah. There's a picture of a mono next to it, and it looks like it's smaller than. It looks like he's smaller than the thing because he's sitting down on the table that it's on. But it yeah, looks huge. Like, it's almost as tall as an actual human being. But anyway, it's a couple foot shorter than that. But yeah. Anyway. Well. Alright, so you all know the price already because it's been discussed on the Discord, so I'll just go and say it. It's uh, $11,000. Yep. $1,400,000. Yep. yen, which translates to roughly $11,000, depending on the exchange rate today. Uh, so yeah, I love Final Fantasy VI, but I don't know that I love it that much. Like, yeah. I mean, I mean, like, motherfucker. They could have yeah, built a car, a Final Fantasy VI car, and it would only be moderately more expensive than this thing is. My car... Well, they're, also, uh, they're also apparently only making 600 of these things, which, considering how big it is, makes sense. It does. Right. This thing might well, actually have more equity. It might be more valuable than my car that I drive is right now. No, it is more valuable than the one I drive. Yeah. I know, because I only bought it a couple years ago. I was doing some math in my head. I was thinking, like, how much money have I spent on video games in my entire life? If I add up everything, like, all the releases, let's say I buy, like, ten games per console, I bought, like, five consoles, and I wasn't able to determine, I couldn't, I, I think I guessed that I probably spent, like, $9,000 across my entire life on video game shit. Something like that, eight or nine thousand, just a rough guess. This thing would be more expensive than all the money I have spent on video games in my entire life. All the shit. Mm. No, Add it up. About right. It's probably the yeah, same. God, with this thing is like, yeah, it's like sixteen thousand yeah, dollars. It's Australian dollars, you mean, right? Uh, yeah, I just 
that's plugged it into the price converter. 1,485,000 yen is currently uh, in Australian dollars, 16,001 dollars and 18 cents. The one thing okay. I will say about this thing, I'd much rather oh, they charge, in West. I'd much rather they charge a stupid amount of money for something we can actually have, like an actual physical product that you can have and put in your room somewhere, than a fucking NFT. That's the one. Oh, it's only I... it's only eleven and a half grand in America. That's much more affordable. Yeah, yeah. No, I am. I'm kind of. I think I've hit my limit at this. Like, it's very cool. You have collectible items, but this is obscene. The mm. sheer size, like, it is. It would be extremely cool to see at like a museum. If we ever get to right. build our Final Fantasy Wiki Museum in real life, which will never happen, but let's say it existed, it'd be cool to have this thing that people could go look at. But to purchase? What kind of person has this much money and expendable income and is stupid enough to spend it on? And not to mention the fact that companies doing this is like, I understand you're exploiting Whoa. the super rich, disgustingly well, rich. Like but like still. I said, you know, there are people that buy nfts so uh, i don't think this is oh that god, far god. I, i'm watching the, i'm watching the video now and wow amano does look smaller than the fucking statue <laughs> he does he, he's dwarfed by the thing also it's blonde terra which is just wrong it should be teal haired collar terra her hair is blue it's or green it's not blonde i don't like it if I had a stupid amount of money, then I wouldn't mind getting this, but like, even still, I'm never no. gonna have, I'm never gonna have like that much money. And Where think, would you put it in your house? Well, it's so I, big, I, I, where would you fit it? I'd never have that much money and be like, man, I could either put this more towards like my retirement savings, or I can buy this stupid fucking, like, you know, uh, like one sixth scale figure from like you know that I can't even like you said like you, there's not even like a good place to put it as like a house decoration I just can't imagine someone being like man I really have a use for this shit no like, no one should buy this thing I don't think it should I don't think it should be a product that's on sale I think it's absolutely obscene um anyway uh well, Actually, I'm Techno. Sure uh, Sorry, Techno, sure. you simp for Aerith, right? Not Terra? No. Wrong girl. Tifa. That's Tifa. it. Tifa. There we go. Yes. Alright, let's say it's $11,000, one six scale. Tifa on top of, let's say, the Proud Cloud from the end of Final Fantasy VII. Does that change the calculus for you? No, it doesn't. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, I'll tell you the one instance I could imagine purchasing something like this. If I have, like, you know, if I own, like, an office building or something like that, or, like, you know, I'm, like, the CEO of a company and we need to put up an office decoration, then I can see myself saying, all right, here's our office decoration. I cannot see myself saying, I'm going to put this in my house. Like, that's, that's like the one, the one thing I can think of as this as like, oh yeah, this is like a business expense and it's to make the office look nicer. Or like you said, you know, like a museum. 
kind of thing. Yeah. I think of this as like a personal item. I, I don't buy. know if I could fit that thing through my front door. <laughs> That's the other question. Yeah. <laughs> you have to you have to tear down your house yeah, to get it inside of your I mean, house. We know how tall it is. Like we know how tall it is, but how wide is it? Like, because oh. I imagine it's yeah. I imagine it can't fit through most front doors. You know what? Yeah, also, just to uh, to avoid damage, the packaging is going to be huge with a ton of a uh, ton of uh, you know bubble crap and shoved into it. Isn't it? For eleven thousand yeah. dollars, a mono should personally deliver it to you in the back of a pickup truck. Yeah, yeah, I could, I could see that maybe. And then he should kiss you on the lips, and then run away like Bugs Bunny. Anyway, um, so I think that's the end of the news, right? Do we have any other news? Uh, yeah, I mean, one tiny amount of news, but, oh. like, yeah, so, uh, Brianna White, uh, aka, like, uh, I think her Twitch channel is Strange Rebel Gaming, but, you know, Brianna White, you know, voice actress for Aerith from 7R, really sweet person, you know, like, I, I like... Uh, she's putting on a small little convention, like, uh, for her Twitch channel, right? And then it includes, like, some interviews with some of the 7R voice cast, and there's some events related to that, and I think there's, like, there's a signing, but by the time this is aired, it'll already be over. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a thing, so there's interviews you can check out there, but yeah, you know, so that's, like, a tiny piece of news that's somewhat Final Fantasy related. I thought you simped for Tifa, not Aerith. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, Tifa's voice actress is appearing at the convention. Oh, okay. Uh, no, but, like, uh, but yeah, I mean, like, Brianna White is, like, uh, you know, she's, like, I don't, I don't really watch streamers very much, I'll be honest, so I don't know a whole lot, but, like, you know, of the few streams I've caught from her, she's a good streamer, you know, she's, like, she makes it entertaining and whatever and you know like is good at like actually fostering a good like environment which i thought was so weird because i like i associate twitch is just with just toxicity and like why the f why would anyone like waste their time in the twitch chat but like you know her chats are actually pretty good so yeah i mean you know it's it's a worthwhile convention to go to apparently but you know i I didn't find the time for it. Okay. And I think that ends things this month, then. I think that's everything. I believe so. Alright, yeah. so maybe next month I'll be forced to finally play, well, not play, but watch the cutscenes in Mobius Final Fantasy. We'll see Unless if Scorpion... something else comes up. Yeah, I mean, hopefully. I, I mean, I, I would like to put that off as long as possible, because there's a lot of cutscenes, and it's a lot of work. Next month is uh, a month I am very excited about. Why? Because dot 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 Kendrick Lamar drops his new album. Ah. Nothing to do with Final Fantasy at all. <laughs> like that's why I'm excited for that month. But okay. um no I don't imagine there'll be anything big until Forspoken. Maybe Yeah it doesn't well uh something. we get the June well there is no E three but there will that's probably right. still be a Square Next news dump. Just out of yeah, the inertia yeah, of where E3 used to be, there uh, there is going to be something 
<laughs> because, well, it's either there is going to be something or there is going to be another letter from YouTube about how they've delayed news about Final Fantasy 16 again. Yep. Oh, yeah. That, that's very entirely We could possible. talk for 90 minutes just complaining about how Final Fantasy 16 still does not show up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you know. Like, the thing is, I'm kind of used to Square Enix taking a long-ass time from when they announce something to when they reveal it. The difference is... Like, Yoshi P came out and said, oh yeah, we're not going to do that this time. You know? Because yep. I know people have burned us with that in the past, but this time we're not going to do that. And what's he done? He's done exactly that. <laughs> and, um, so, you know? Last year, they were supposedly in the final touches. We're doing the end of uh, recording. Or cuts. We're ready to go. It's yeah, all, it's we're all here. I got the guys at the studio. The script's all done. We're finishing touches. Game will be out soon. And then, then nothing. A whole lot of nothing. I mean, take your time. I hope the game's good. I don't know what that voice was. Yeah. <laughs> I hope the game's good. I hope that this is not another situation where I wait years and years for a game. And then I see, like, 13 did this. And when I finally see the gameplay, I'm like, oh, no. I don't want anything to do with this. Mm, yeah, I don't um, think we can get another 13 situation. Or 15, right? Uh, yeah. 15 was 15 wasn't so much a case of like oh we wait so long and then it's like offends people it was more oh we wait so long and then it just doesn't like live up to what people had in their minds for it mm -hmm. so, so they might be taking the m&m route where they're saying all right well if I build the m&m route where they're like okay well if i build up a lot of heights to for this thing then it's just going to disappoint people so i'll just drop it you know that's what like after like his uh oh eminem the rapper album, not the like, delicious he, chocolate candy eminem the rapper that's right okay. yeah he made an album that got panned and he was like okay well after this i'm never gonna build up hype for an album ever and ever again i'm just gonna drop it so they might be doing that here where they're saying okay we're not gonna hype people up for years and years and years just for a game to not be that good so we're just gonna release the game i don't think they'll ever do that um also Eminem has not done anything good since like 2003 in my opinion unlike Final Fantasy which oh, still releases great stuff and we will have plenty more to talk about next month because I am calling it here because I want to go to bed so anyway uh, I'm Blue Highwind I produce and talk on this podcast all imperfections are part of my master design this is all avant-garde the new era of podcasting. I, I'm innovating right now. This is not incompetence or laziness. This is all how it's supposed to be. Uh, the wiki is at uh, Final Fantasy dot wiki. God damn it! I actually don't oh know it. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, so I had it. Final Fantasy dot fandom dot com is where you can find our wiki and all the various information you need. It is the greatest Final Fantasy wiki on the internet and probably the only one that you ever need to think about. Podcast music is La Montañas de los Jovenes. Wait, La Montana de los Caballeros Jovenes which is the Mount Colts theme from Final Fantasy VI. It was made by Expert Novice on the Balance and Ruin OC Remix album. Thank you for letting us use that thing. And I used to end these podcasts with a quote from the Final Fantasy series, but I didn't think to find one, so I don't have one. 
So we're just gonna end on me uh, talking like that. So uh, thank okay. you for listening. Thank you everyone for tuning in. We will see you next time. In May. Hey.